from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, April 9th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. A third of all Ohioans have received at least one vaccination, but coronavirus variants are taking hold in Ohio, according to the state's chief medical officer, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff. ONN's Laura Queso has more. Despite the increased number of vaccinations, the exciting news is slightly overshadowed by cases and hospitalizations. Our variant counts jumped from 92 March 12th to 797 today. That's a doubling time of about every nine to 10 days. Franklin County is on the verge of turning purple, the state's highest alert level, meaning severe exposure and spread. Governor Mike DeWine says it's not just Franklin County and the Columbus area where cases are rising. Uh, More than half of our counties, 53, have seen increases. While we're going in the wrong direction, uh, we're not seeing the runaway case growth that we saw during the fall, certainly not yet. So we can still turn this around if more people continue to get vaccinated. This is a race. We are in a race. And it's a very, very, it's a life and death race. About a third of all Ohioans have received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. A Florida judge has sentenced a 21-year-old man to 24 years in prison for killing an Ohio mother and her young daughter in a traffic crash three years ago. Hillsboro, Florida, Circuit Judge Christopher Nash heard hours of testimony yesterday before announcing the decision that sent Cameron Heron to prison. He hit Jessica Reisinger Robinald and her one-year-old daughter, Lilia, with the Mustang he'd received for his high school graduation two days earlier. They were visiting Tampa from Jeromesville, Ohio, 20 miles east of Mansfield. An argument between two McDonald's employees in suburban Akron turned deadly yesterday afternoon. Police in Cuyahoga Falls say 34-year-old Christopher Riddick of Akron shot and killed a co-worker, then fled. Riddick was captured a short time later and charged with aggravated murder. A police officer in Akron who stuffed snow into the mouth of a man being arrested has resigned. Brandon Simmons reports. It was a domestic violence call on February 7th that prompted police to respond in Akron. While taking Charles Hicks II into custody, Officer John Turner covering Hicks's face with snow while he was being detained. You can hear Hicks gasping for air. Acting Police Chief Mike Capers said, We determined it was not appropriate given the circumstances the officers were presented with. Officer Turner submitted his resignation on March 30th in the middle of the investigation. Eddie Siplin is the attorney for Charles Hicks and says the officer's actions were way over the line. We would have preferred that he had been fired instead of being allowed to resign and go to a different department. When you are purposely purposely and knowingly restricting the airway of someone, that is felonious assault and or attempted murder, in my opinion. Another police story, this one also in Northeast Ohio, where a Cleveland suburb has agreed to pay a couple $450,000 to settle a federal civil rights lawsuit resulting from an arrest recorded on video showing a white officer repeatedly punching a black man. Here's ONN's Molly Brewer. Cleveland.com reports an attorney for Richard Hubbard and Yolimar Tirado reached an agreement with the city of Euclid earlier this week. The couple's attorney says he's grateful they'll be compensated for the pain they endured. Euclid's law director declined to comment. Video of Hubbard being punched by Officer Michael Amiot in 2017 went viral. An arbitrator gave the officer his job back after he was initially fired. Molly Brewer, ONN News. 
Investigators continue looking into the explosion early yesterday morning at a factory four miles northeast of downtown Columbus. Here's ONN's Karina Nova. One worker died at Yankin Majestic Paint Corporation and eight people were injured in the fire and explosion at the paint plant. Much of the investigation will be around an area where many chemicals were stored and processed. The plant blast was heard and seen for miles when it happened yesterday. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration launched a safety management inspection that happens for facilities that handle highly hazardous chemicals. Columbus Fire Battalion Chief Steve Martin says it could take a while to figure out what happened. It's a long process and we've got a lot of investigators that are concurrently doing a lot of things including interviewing everybody that was in the building, looking at video footage. The eight people hurt do not have life-threatening injuries. A requested meeting by the Asian community in suburban Columbus with Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Husted is not going to happen today as planned due to Husted citing a scheduling conflict. More on this from ONN's Kevin Landers. Last week, Houston said he did not offend anyone when he tweeted the phrase Wuhan virus. He said his tweet was in response to an article by the former head of the CDC who theorized that the virus came from a lab in Wuhan, which has not been proven. Houston offered his explanation about his tweet. There is no excuse or no reason to connect the two. No one should and no one should confuse in any way uh, what I said with that. Houston went on to say that he's having private meetings with members of the Asian American community, and he also said that there are some members of the community that are at odds with whether or not his tweet was offensive or not. I'm Kevin Landers. Daycares in Ohio are able to operate at full capacity now, but some are taking a wait-and-see approach. Michael Tater reports. Stephanie Kennard has owned Kennard Child Development in West Toledo for 17 years now. She has chosen not to return to full enrollment, even with half her staff vaccinated. It's a personal choice that I'm making to be sure that the children are in a safe environment and we still want to be able to socially distance the children. The daycare is keeping enrollment limited at around 24 kids, down from full, which is nearly 40, and believes it's why they've only had one positive COVID case. Michael Tater in Toledo. For college football fans, Ohio State's spring game is a week from tomorrow, but the pandemic is having a big impact. Here's ONN's Dave Holmes. The spring game will be played in front of a crowd of 19,180 people. Half of those tickets will go to people at the Wexter Medical Center and other health care workers who helped during the pandemic. 4,500 will be sold to the general public for $5 each, and 2,500 will go to students free of charge. I'm Dave Holmes. An older man from northeast Ohio who disappeared after he told family members he was taking his antique pickup truck for service was found safe several hundred miles away. Police stopped the 1946 Hudson in the eastern Pennsylvania city of Kingston Monday night, mainly because the driver was only going 5 to 10 miles an hour down the middle of the road. Officers soon learned the driver, 88-year-old Fred Lawrence, had been reported missing that day in Lake County, northeast of Cleveland. After being evaluated at a hospital, Lawrence was released to a family member from Philadelphia and a son from Ohio later picked him up. Special thanks to ONET affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.